It is Wednesday, January 4th, 2022. Happy New Year, guys. And you are tuned into The Blow-Off, presented by atmarkmedia.com, powered by the Hameen Media Group at channelattitude.com. On this week's show, we're talking some Wrestle Kingdom Day 1-ish forbidden doors and some other musing notes. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to remind you this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. Find the show online, blowoffpod.com, social media, at The Blow-Off. My name is dr jargo p h d and i am joined alongside my tag team partner he is the gag from the pwc we call him the covid kid i call him my man jimmy t welcome back to your show what's crack a lacking jargo and happy new year to everybody and i'm glad i'm back man i'm looking forward to this blow off because we've got quite a bit of news to cover tonight jargo yeah, a couple a couple of big shows that taking place over the course of the last, you know, 72 hours or so since the last time we spoke. Of course, AEW Rampage Uncaged over at the Hameen Media Group had a special run-in from the Ayatollah himself, Bin Hameen. And uh, that, that, that was a great freaking show this week. I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of that. Now we got some day one to talk about. We've got Wrestle Kingdom to talk about. We've got people kicking in forbidden doors left and right. <laughs> Man, it, it is absolutely the best time of year to be a pro wrestling fan, man. Like Wrestle Kingdom season comes around and it's really become like the new WrestleMania season. Like WrestleMania has become so watered down <laughs> to me, Jimmy. Like they are really doing some damage to the WrestleMania brand. It just feels like another show. Granted, it's a bigger show, but it just feels like another show to me at this point. Like Wrestle Kingdom. I started the stream like 20 minutes early because you want to jump on early, watch all their ridiculous commercials because nobody <laughs> makes better commercials than New Japan Pro Wrestling. Absolutely. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching the VTRs, the video packages for all the matches coming up. And I got it, Jimmy. It was like, oh, there's there's those excitement goosebumps. I haven't felt those in <laughs> wrestling for like, I don't know a year like wwe has lost that with wrestlemania it never really hit me until i was getting ready for wrestle kingdom where it was like this is special it's it's the tokyo dome they're running the two giant shows tons of people we'll talk about the crowd in a minute but <laughs> i mean what can wwe do at this point to restore the legacy of wrestlemania because i never realized it but it is really getting damaged by these last couple three years Absolutely, man. Is it a coincidence that WrestleMania, that WrestleMania has two nights now? Well, I feel like I feel like it is coincidence. I know that, that like people want to say like, oh well, New Japan did Wrestle Kingdom well, two days and then WrestleMania. I think it was more because of the pandemic. I think it was more them trying to recoup revenue lost on live attendance. I really and I feel like that's why New Japan has kept it going with the two night thing too because. This year, we did not need two nights other than to make up for attendance because we've lost a lot of attendance over the last couple of years. 
Oh no, absolutely, man. And the thing about Mania, you know what's you know what's fucked up, man. It's becoming really my one of my least favorite shows of the year. I'm not kidding when I say that. It feels like such that. a chore. It does, man. And look, don't get me wrong. Last year's WrestleMania, I kind of enjoyed, maybe because we didn't see you know fans for such a long time. But I'm being honest when I say I don't look forward to WrestleMania like I used to. But as far as Wrestle Kingdom goes. That's a whole different thing altogether where I always look forward to Wrestle Kingdom and it does feel like a WrestleMania sort of week. Yeah, it really does. Just without all the the, the smaller minor shows, which, right, you know, for, for those in attendance at whatever WrestleMania city you're going to, there's all those shows and that's great. But I feel like it's almost gotten to be too big. Where it's like, yeah, I can't right. even begin to watch everything, to pay attention to everything that's going on from all these other promotions. I remember one year, Rick and I think we watched like 49 shows over the course of oh, that I think, week. I think I remember this, yeah. I mean, we were just trying to take on as much content as we possibly could, and it's just exhausting. I was running like three different screens at the same time. It's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. But no. now, I mean... Even like Wrestle Kingdom this morning, if you started at the pre-show, the pre-show rumble, and you watched that thing all the way through, that was five hours. Tonight, <laughs> it'll probably be another five freaking hours. WrestleMania Definitely. that one year ran for like nine hours. Yeah, that was crazy, man. It's like, <laughs> that was crazy. More is not always better. I still think the best format is those five, six match cards like NXT was running two and a right. half hours in, two and a half hours out. And everything is just top notch. And then right. you get, like, there's just so much filler on these shows at this point. I mean, day one went for like under three hours. So, and that was great. That was perfect. Yeah. Let, let's go ahead. Let's shift. Let's talk about day one. Um, because it, it was kind of the best of times, the worst of times for WWE. Obviously we, we hear the Roman Reigns COVID announcement comes out. God knows where that is going to leave Roman. I mean, just on a on a human level joe with his leukemia history he's already immunocompromised catches the covid hopefully it's omicron and and it's nothing more than a common cold he's back in a couple of weeks but this is kind of scary if you're roman reigns this is why roman was gone for so long at the beginning of the pandemic because miz showed up with the sniffles and the usos are like bro what the fuck are you doing and that, so Roman goes home. He's gone for six months. Granted, we get the repackaged Roman Reigns when he comes back. So that was at right. least good. But now we're going to stop our COVID testing. Roman catches the COVID. There's there's a half a dozen people out with COVID. Th- this is really, really like if I'm Roman Reigns, I'm going, no, I'm not coming back. Not until this shit's over. Well, funny you say that, Jugger, because... There's rumor going around that he's really not looking to sign another contract once his current deal is done, dude. So it wouldn't surprise me if he goes into movies and he's just over the whole professional wrestling game, dude. That's that's so crazy to me. I mean, I, I think it's the wrong move for Roman Reigns, Joe, Annoy, whatever you want to call him. I, I feel like it's just the wrong decision. He needs to show more range. Right. Uh, like this heel Roman character, like he can play the big badass who's beating people up. But like when Dwayne was around, look at how much range 
you saw from, you know, the corporate champion to the, right, the pie eater to, I mean, like he showed so much range. It, it didn't surprise me when Dwayne made the jump, John Cena over the course of the years, he's always been the same character, right, but right. the range that character has been is insane. Roman. There's no range. There's no Roman, no range. You know? <laughs> it's right. true. No, you're right, man. And, Look, I don't know if it's the right or wrong decision, but that's the talk. But especially now with him getting COVID and considering his immune system has been compromised too with leukemia, man, he's got to be pissed. Yeah, pissed off, scared, all of the above. But of course, it causes the big change to the day one main event. It goes from being a fatal four-way to being a fatal five-way with Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock ends up winning the wwe championship i believe it's the sixth time that brock has been wwe champion um so now we have brock lesnar over on raw seemingly realigned with paul Heyman. like you know nothing ever happened uh which is a little curious to me like it just i i, I feel like I started reading the book and I made it about like 15 chapters into the book. And then it just skips like, <laughs> you know, five, six chapters. And now I'm reading the, the, the final quarter of the book. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, man, this did not make sense whatsoever. I get it. They're scrambling right now. WWE, because this Roman thing is totally through thrown them into a loop to be fair. Right. But in many ways, when that does happen with WWE, that's when I think they're at their best, dude. Absolutely. They actually, which is weird, right? When when she goes wrong, that's when they do good things. And and you know what? I'm not mad at what happened at day one. And and I'm pretty happy that Brock Lesnar won. I knew it would either be Brock or Lashley that was going to get the win. I mean, come on. And I know people are excited for Brock and Lashley, but I feel like, for me anyway, I feel like that boat has sailed. Like, they, they have to get me invested in the program. When Lashley first came back, when Lashley first returned to the WWE before he was running around with Leo Rush and Lashley, yeah, Lashley, right. but grabbing his butt cheeks and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was excited, like, for badass Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. But, God, it feels like that was two, three years ago. Like, they're going to have to do something to really get me to care here. Well, you know what sucks even more, dude? You would have thought that would have been building towards WrestleMania, but instead we're getting it at the Rumble, apparently. Yeah, but the way WWE likes to tell WrestleMania stories, do you think that's going to be a one and done, or is that chapter one in the story? Look, I think it's still chapter one in the story, but but as far as as far as far the building to WrestleMania, I think it's one and done. Really? You know, yeah, because, I mean, how do you... Like, what's going to be the reason whoever loses? And I assume Lashley loses this match, right? I assume, yeah. Right. Where do you go from there? I mean, is it going to be a screwy finish? If it's a screwy finish, okay, fine. We can move towards WrestleMania. But Well, I mean, you got Heyman is going to be involved. MVP right. is going to be involved. Like, finally, Paul Heyman has somebody opposite him in the other corner, right, right. which will add a whole other dynamic to the match itself. Right. Um, maybe we do shark cages at WrestleMania. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll God, put MVP no. in one shark cage, <laughs> no. and then we'll put Paul Heyman in a second <laughs> shark cage. And oh, then no. the winner, the opposer, <laughs> teams will drop him. Oh, we'll drop him from the top of the dome at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. You know what's fucked up? I can say Peter Vince doing exactly that, dude. And please don't don't conjure it. Don't make it happen. Because I'm telling you now, man, if that happens, wow. <laughs> 
It would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? It'd be ridiculous. It'd be the Vince versus Trump fucking hair versus hair match all over again, bro. And Jim Cornette be like, God damn, motherfucker, I did that 30 years ago. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, uh, anything else on the card that really stood out to you because i mean before wrestle kingdom this morning jimmy i felt like usos versus new day was the match of the year absolutely absolutely i'm not gonna lie dude i was watching that match you know thinking uh, it's the same old shit right the usos against you know new day but you know what man i'm gonna say it right now i truly think that was the best usos versus new day match ever Wow. I would have to sit down. I mean, God, I think they've wrestled each other like 813 times at this point. Easily. Um, <laughs> I, I would have to sit down and look through the other 812 <laughs> and, and figure out which one I thought was the, the best one. But this would definitely be on the short list. I thought all four guys were really, really hard. 17 minutes is what that match went. Um yeah, I, I thought that was the best match on the show. And, it you was. know, being the first show of the year, it was the match of the year for, you know, about two days. Best pay-per-view of the year, too. Absolutely. Actually, <laughs> I mean, WWE, their props were, were, were they long, right? Uh, but then things started to kind of go off the rails for me. Uh, yeah. Now, Jimmy, I watched through the cock. Right. I, I have Peacock. I, I pay right. for Peacock even. Right. So I don't see all the commercials and shit, but I know you you're still on the network. Right. 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 So did you see 815 freaking vignettes on this show? Like there was a Seth Rollins one there. There was like yeah, all yeah, these yeah. weird video packages. Evidently yeah. that is where they are running commercials on Peacock for those of that are not actually paying for right. peacock because there's a free version of peacock that's right, why right. there's so many damn vignettes now but i i felt like i was just watching wwe commercials like showing <laughs> yeah. the seth rollins video package that's the one that really stood out to me and they're showing seth when he was a kid and holding up his cardboard belt and his dad's ring that he built for him in the backyard and it's like this is all like babyface seth rollins shit like what the hell are we doing? And like, I, I didn't like it at all. And furthermore, I pay for no commercials. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're showing me a commercial for toothpaste or <laughs> the, the show that I'm already watching. It's still a fucking commercial. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You know what, dude? I pay for the for the for the version to not have commercials either, dude. And what do you know? <laughs> I was I was getting the exact same shit you were getting on the cock, except I've got the network. I was and, like, at first I thought they were just trying to fill time because of like the, the Roman dropping off thing. And right, it, it was right. like, okay, we just, we got to fill time on the show. So we're running all these vignettes. And then I found out that's when they're running the Peacock commercials. And I was yeah. like, you motherfucker. So instead of showing me the regular commercials, I'm paying to watch WWE propaganda. <laughs> that's well put. <laughs> what? It's WWE propaganda, bro. You're in the universe. As long as you're under that bubble, you're going to get propaganda, bro. I mean, heck, they do change their history, right? They change professional wrestling history in general. Oh, openly. Openly. Like, you know, like it's no one's business. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, that, that's them. That's it, it, it is what it is. They're always going to be like that. So weird to me. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeats Mad Cat Moss. Um, I, I, I didn't like this match. Because I feel like Drew is going to find himself in the title picture. 
and it, it should not take Drew McIntyre 10 minutes to beat <laughs> Madcap Moss. Um, in a competitive you, match, too, Jogger. Yeah, I know. And, and, and people talk about it in AEW, and, and they dislike how some of the matches go for, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes when it's like, you know, Brian Danielson versus Alan Angles or whatever, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and But in, it doesn't bother me inside of AEW. It doesn't bother me inside of New Japan because they've established that narrative. Right. Like that's how long it takes to defeat somebody. It, like if you're beating somebody in under 10 minutes in AEW, it's pretty much a squash match Absolutely inside right. of the WWE narrative. They don't do that. Like a, a, a typical match between like two main event guys runs 10, 15 minutes. Were they trying to elevate Madcap Moss or are they just trying to fill time? No, I think they are trying to elevate him. I've noticed even on SmackDown, dude, his matches haven't been bad. Do you know what I'm saying? And to be fair to Moss, I think he's a good worker, dude. I think there's a lot more to him if they find the right character for him. You know what I'm saying? Is there any coming back from the character that he's playing now? Because I don't feel like there's any coming back. I feel like he's in Fandango territory. (laughs) Oh, shit. Don't say that. I think there is a way of getting back, man, for him. I think... Like, we'll I don't see. even think Baron Corbin has any way to come back from what they're doing to him. Not that I'm like <sighs> a huge Baron Corbin fan, but like, the, I feel like this happy Corbin gimmick has just killed that performer in the water. Like, even I change the character, there's no coming back from this. Yeah, th- this character sucks big time, man. I, heck, I prefer his, you know, his depressive Corbin state. You know what I'm saying? But Agreed. yeah, there's no coming back. I mean, where do you come back from this? How do you come back from this? I mean, do you go back to his original persona? That doesn't even work right now. You can't. You can't. No, not at all. So, yeah, that really screwed him up. Maybe he'll be future endeavored in the coming months. RK Bro and the Street Profits. I mean, like, here's a perfect comparison. These two teams go 12 minutes. <laughs> and Cat Moss and Drew McIntyre goes 10. Right. And yet you have the raw tag team champions and arguably the best true tag team on the roster in the street profits. They only go 12. And they were playing the heels in this, in this match too. As much. I I mean, I felt like this was, I didn't feel like this was really personal, right? Because the street profits won the tournament. They won the right right to face them. Uh, Even after the match, you know, like Riddle showing sportsmanship to Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. I thought maybe we were going to get a heel turn there for a minute. Right. It seemed like it. Um, But not to be the case, the street profits are so good. And it's not even the street profits. It's Montez Ford. That dude. (laughs) Holy shit. Dude. I've said it since the time. Do you remember when he when he went into the crowd with the baby holding the baby? Oh yeah, I knew from that moment this guy has totally got charisma because that baby looked like it was barely one years old, and it wasn't crying. It was absolutely laughing and smiling. Man, you got to have something to make a baby of that age <laughs> smile and laugh amongst and all that fan base. I I felt like when they first came up and people were singing the praises of Montez Ford and the Angelo Dawkins, I always felt like they were just so green. Like you could see like the potential was there, but they have refined that act and they've got it really dialed in right now. They are so freaking good. And Montez Ford has went from being 
the holy shit did you see that ricochet style guy right 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 to becoming a really good professional wrestler sports entertainer like his, he's getting the psychology he's slowed right. down a little bit but he still has all the flash and pizzazz to everything that he does his selling has gotten so much better over the course of the last like three to four years i mean people want to say that i rip on wwe left and right I can't put the street profits over enough. Like they have come so far in NXT. Like when they got called up to the main roster, I was like, they ain't ready. Like another year, year and a half in NXT would do them really, really good. They're not ready. I thought they were going to be the Viking Raiders. I, oh, I thought geez. they were going to come in and just be dead in the freaking water. They have proven me wrong. I am a firm believer in the street profits at this point, and I can't wait for Montez Ford to turn on Angelo Dawkins and get that solo run because it's coming. Like that kid, the freaking sky is the limit. Dude, you want to talk about the next rock? If there's, if if anyone is the next rock, it's Montez Ford. Yeah. That's the guy everybody should be saying is the next rock, not freaking on the AW side, Ricky Starks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you want to compare the two, it's not in date to me. Well, and, and it's funny because like I feel like they were about at the same place like a year right. and a half ago. And Ford has just taken off and then Starks hurt his neck and hasn't been the same ever since. You're right. It's true. hundred percent, man. It's and almost like the, the Kenny Omega Trent Beretta thing. Like, <laughs> oh, it, it seems insane that they were oh, at one point, like I know Trent could have been Kenny. <laughs> oh, like they could have went with Trent, but they went with Kenny instead. Thank like, God. <laughs> I, it's crazy to me uh, to think that that's those crazy. two guys, man, junior heavyweights, which one's going to get the push? <laughs> oh, Wasn't Beretta. Thank God. Seriously, hallelujah. And Beretta, he has had a lot of hype even back when he was signed with WWE. Absolutely. There was actually a lot of hype with him. I've always but been really high reason, on Trent. Absolutely. I think it's just he looks a bit goofy, bro. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And he can't like change that because that's just him. Yeah. You know, so like you know, unfortunately, team. yeah, like it, it is what it is, and unfortunately, that's just how it is, you know what I mean? Edge versus Miz. Now we've seen the uh setup for the mixed tag, it's going down at the Rumble. I thought it was going to happen at Mania. I'm surprised they're going to it already, really. I mean, like, you could have just done something to where, like, you know. Beth eliminates Maurice at the rumble and you like, keep on going with it. You know what I mean? But they're going to blow it off at the rumble, which seems odd to me. But then I look at, you know, what's going on over on SmackDown. And I mean, if Roman, let's just say for the sake of argument at this point, Roman is going to be out until after WrestleMania, right? Like he's, he's going to lay back until this Omicron and, WWE get their shit together and we're just going to hold them out until after mania. So you have no Roman reigns. Drew McIntyre evidently now is injured. He's having some real neck issues going on. Um, I, even if Roman comes back, the babyface side of the roster for SmackDown at this point is Cesaro Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Jeez. Like there is nobody without Drew and Brock because with Brock over on Monday Night Raw with the WWE title, what is left for Roman Reigns? Maybe it's Edge. Uh, I don't want to see that though, man. Edge and Roman does nothing for me. Absolutely nothing for me either, man. Look, maybe it's time we we actually stop this fucking 
different brand shit, man. I think it's time to unify the world championships. It's the only way if, to go, bro. Can they? Like, <sighs> does it matter? It's WWE. They do it anyway. Um, yeah, but they, there are people that WWE answer to, and right. I can see Fox saying we want our own champion. <laughs> and nbc yeah. saying we want our own champion like well, that may not be a wwe thing that might be a tv network thing well then they're in a pickle aren't they <laughs> if that's the they case then are I don't know certainly what in a pickle <laughs> i don't know what to do from there there man if- i mean like this is how people like miz get elevated up the card right. because there, there's nobody else i mean i'm looking at jinder mahal over on SmackDown at this point. And if Roman is going to be out, Jinder Mahal might be the number one heel on SmackDown oh, because they've destroyed Baron Corbin, right? Like <laughs> it, it should have been Corbin. He should be right. the number one heel on SmackDown, but they've destroyed him. Like I, I, that SmackDown roster, you lose both Roman and Drew in addition to Brock going over to Raw and now Sasha Banks. It sounds like she's injured too. So you look at the women's roster opposite of Charlotte. You've got Shayna, Naomi. I mean, maybe you go to NXT, bring up Io Shirai or Dakota Kai. I mean, bring over Bea Priestley from NXT UK. Try to tell some kind of a story there. But right. I mean, Charlotte's dead in the water right now too because she has no contenders. If Sasha is out, I, I that SmackDown show right now is in real trouble as far as star power goes. Well, this is where I would elevate your Shinsuke Nakamura's, bro. You know yeah, I mean? but again, like you, you they try. Have, they've been spending four years defining nakamura down i know i know now you got to turn him back up and eh, good i mean like i almost feel like i go with Sami Zayn at this point after what he was doing with lesnar i would definitely but you can't expect competitive matches between Zayn and say lesnar shinsuke and brock have had a history in new japan actually as a matter of fact tell me that what's new japan pal yeah i know and nobody would know know about it anyway they ain't going to pay any homage to any of that. There was a lot of heat between the two of them too, dude. They were shooting yeah. like at times in, in the actual match. So, Well, Nakamura does have a legit MMA background. <laughs> he does. I mean, he I, that, that's fight, one bro. thing that they don't talk about at no. all, the Shinsuke Nakamura, which is so weird to me. New Japan's got a great documentary on their, on the New Japan World channel. And man, it's all in Japanese with English subtitles, but dude, it breaks down him being an MMA fighter and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's a great documentary. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, unlike Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan, um, Liv Morgan is not ready for this spot. And I've been saying that as long as I've been watching Liv Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's sad because it, it seems like people are really into Liv Morgan. Oh my God, dude. I'm tweeted- she, she's just not ready for this spot. Dude. While I was watching day one, you know, obviously I was on Twitter a lot and I was just checking out what people were saying. Would you believe how many people were disappointed that Liv Morgan didn't win? Yeah. And were expecting. I, I know I've seen to it win. too, man. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? Right, that's what I was saying. And I was saying it. Okay, there is no chance Liv is winning. There's just, there's no hope. Everyone thinking that settled down because it's not happening. And it didn't happen. And it, and it wasn't the right time for it to happen anyway. I mean, Becky tried to cheat and failed and, and yeah. still won. Right. I mean, the, the, the way that, I don't even know how that happened. 
Like, because Liv goes for her finish out of the ropes. Becky reverses it into the manhandle slam. How did they get so far away from the ropes? I, I don't have a clue. And at first, she did get her feet on the ropes. And she was trying. Right, right. And it's like she got dragged sort of forward somehow. And, yeah, it was a botch finish. It was definitely supposed to be, excuse me, the finish with her having her feet on the ropes, but they screwed it up. That's 17 minutes. Wow. Yeah, this match, I, I was, I won't lie, I was sort of in and out of this match big time. Yeah, I, I, I was not into it at all. Not at all. Um, and then, of course, your main event, Lesnar goes over. All in all, day one-ish. <laughs> what do you think, man? Are you thumbs up? You thumbs down? Thumbs in the middle? What, what did you think of this show? How, how was WWE's first outing of 2022? It was a pay-per-view of two matches, dude. No, no. It was a oh, premium live, event. a premium That's special right. event. I forgot. It was a premium event. That's right. Can you believe that, how they did that now? But anyways, my bad. It's a premium event. But it was a premium event of two matches, nevertheless. That's all yeah. it was, man. It was all right. It was a thumbs a in the middle. A lot of filler. A lot of filler. And it felt short too, man. And the main event, especially to me, I did rewatch it just because I wasn't sure with myself if it felt short. But it felt short at first to me, man. And then when I rewatched it, it didn't really feel short after all. But it was a frenzied match. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. You know what I mean? But it was kind of obvious what was going to happen, though. God, it's got to be Nakamura. It's got to yeah, be See what Nakamura. I mean? It's got to be Nakamura, man. I mean, it it, I, let's hope that Roman is back here in like a week and a half. But I mean, I'm just looking at that babyface side of the SmackDown roster. Cesaro, Nakamura, and Sami Zayn. That's what it's you got. It's got to be Shinsuke and, and Sami Zayn, except Sami Zayn, I need to build up where he's actually competitive. I mean, this is how you end up with Goldberg versus Roman at WrestleMania. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, seriously. <laughs> now you saw it. You see it now, Jago. You see? You just seen it, bro. You're looking at it from a, pal, what do we got from here? You're looking at it from Vince's eyes now, bro. Well, this is the problem. This is what drives me insane about WWE, right? Like when, when you just book 50-50 and you spend all this time, like Sami Zayn, one of the best baby faces of a freaking generation, Shinsei Nakamura, one of the best pure combat striking professional wrestlers over the course of the last 20 years, and Cesaro, who pound for pound might be the best professional wrestler in the world. And I don't want to see any of them versus Roman Reigns <laughs> in the main event of WrestleMania. Like, because they've uh, spent so much time defining them down inside of the booking. It's not the, the fault of the performers. It's no. entirely the fault of the booking. Yeah, no, you're right. 100%, man. And it's funny because they do. They define down their wrestlers and you do sort of get, like, not becoming a fan of theirs anymore. Like, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Dolph Ziggler is a classic Perfect example. example. Right. Perfect example. And look at that, man. Everybody wanted to cheer him, but now you just don't want to anymore. You know what and I'm now, saying? And, and, and when you try to warm him up, you can't because legitimately everybody on the roster has beaten Dolph Ziggler. Everybody. Everybody. And, and, he's, and he's one of the top like two, three performers inside of the company. If you need to get somebody over, you know what you do? You put them in the ring with Dolph Ziggler. They're going to have a good match. It ain't Absolutely. because of anybody other than Dolph Ziggler. 
it's facts, man. And he's not just a great professional wrestler, but he was an NCAA amateur wrestling yeah. champion too, man. He's a hell People of a, a hell that. of an athletic talent. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, like Dolph is one of those guys, like we talk about guys that like in AEW have been reframed, like Malachi Black, right? Where where as soon as he walked in the door, he was a bigger deal. Like Dolph Ziggler has been WWE for so long and been beaten by so many people that even a change of scenery for him at this point, like if he were to go to AEW, like when his last contract was up, I was really hopeful he would go to New Japan. Because he, I think he would have been a monster performer for Bullet Club over in New Japan Pro Wrestling back, Absolutely. like you know, five years ago. Um, yeah, but and and it's crazy because Dolph's had a great career. I mean, like he's done everything that there is to do, and we sit here and yes, we're like, you right. know. But I just I <laughs> yeah. feel bad for you know Nick Nemeth, the performer, you know, because he could have been so much more. He could have been so much more, and it's funny because. He has won everything there is really in WWE, right? Yeah, he has been everything. world champion. Right, he has. He's a Grand Slam champion, I believe, too. So It's like Miz. And he look at how yeah. much money he's made over the course of the years. <laughs> like, I shouldn't feel bad for Dolph Ziggler, but should have been so much more. It's crazy, man. If It actually is crazy. But, yeah, his legacy is very much just stuffed up, in my opinion, man. And that's what hurts. Yep. He's just They've just screwed up his whole legacy. And unfortunately for Dolph, he's much better than that. Yeah. Let's uh, just just touch on AEW here real quickly before we uh, talk about Wrestle Kingdom, just because we've got a, a couple of uh, Japanese and AEW crossover stories that are kind of going on here, Jimmy T. Number one, Kazuchika Okada made the mistake of uh, saying in an interview that he would like to wrestle Brian Danielson and he would also like to wrestle CM Punk while they are active. Um, in fact, Okada said Danielson and Punk would make for some incredible matches. A lot of those dream match scenarios are about getting excited for the possibilities. And once the match is done, it's done. So it's important to keep that in excitement and anticipation. I think still, if we wait too long, they'll both retire eventually. So I want to face them both while they're still active. In other words, they're old as shit and I want to <laughs> beat them up now. Right, like we're kind of getting dickhead Okada at this point. Like he has become like he just talks down about people. Like he just straight up told Shingo Takagi, "You are not man enough to carry New Japan Pro Wrestling to its fiftieth year." Like he cut like a fifteen minute promo that's like a sit down interview <laughs> yeah. style. I sent it to you, right? Right, the, right. The only thing missing was at the end, he should have said, I'm Kazushka Okada. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he was just like the most condescending, <laughs> backhanded compliments. Like, even this morning with the Osprey, okay, uh, my fake champion, see you tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, holy shit, dude. He's so condescending, and it's great because he's like, it's insane to think. And when you look at Okada right now, he is 32 years old. <laughs> I know he he's is young. Just now starting to enter his physical prime. And oh, I mean, he's already a legend in, in walking amongst all of us. And he <laughs> wants Danielson and he wants punk before they freaking retire, <laughs> and, which is hilarious to me. Right. Uh... And CM Punk, the God bless you, Phil. God bless you. <laughs> right? Like, 
I'm typically I'm fighting for you, Phil. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I I used to be a little punkster. Like, I, I love me some CM Punk. But for you to say, come see me. Here's my address. Oh, 1901 man. West Madison Street, <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Phil, bro. He's gonna have some whack jobs knocking on his door, bro. You know it. <laughs> if that's his real, his if real that address. is his real address, oh. Phil has a set of cojones. <laughs> I mean, you live in Chicago, bro. You just broke like the record for the most homicides oh. in this individual <laughs> city over the course of one calendar year, oh. and you're on Twitter. Telling oh, people, come man. on over, bro. Here's my address. <laughs> you That's dumb crazy. shit, Phil. That's dumb shit, Phil, man. No doubt about it. And dickhead fucking Kazuchika Okada, bro. I love it. Dumb shit, Phil, and dickhead Okada. <laughs> dickhead Okada. That's got a good ring to it, man. Dickhead Okada <laughs> is my second favorite Okada. Right behind Pirate Captain Okada. If you've oh, seen the picture, yeah, if you yeah, know, you know, you know. <laughs> They're funny too, bro. And he wears his little fucking sailor's shit. You know what I mean? When he does that shit, where he wears his little pirate hat. <laughs> oh, my God. Tourist Okada kind of, is, oh, is up there, too. Like, when he's just going to, like, San Francisco Giants baseball games. <laughs> he's stereotypical, bro. He did it here, too. When he was here, there's, a, like, a people wear these beer shirts, right? It's called CUV, right? Carlton United Beer, it's called. For whatever reason, the hippies fucking wear them. But when he was here, right, he was wearing the same thing. Right. He's wearing this shirt and the hat going sideways. And he was flaunting cash, like Aussie, Aussie money, like just flaunting it. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, look at this guy. Seriously. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Which match would you rather see, Jimmy T? Would you rather see, you know, ridiculous Phil versus Dickhead <laughs> Okada? Or would you rather see the American Dragon Brian Danielson in a more serious Rainmaker? I mean, like... Because I think both could be fun. And not that yeah, the, the Punk Okada reasons. thing wouldn't be presented more seriously, but I, I think Danielson Okada has a, a much different feel to it than what Punk Okada would have. And it has and it has a lot more meaning to it, too, for whatever reason. It just feels like it's meant to be, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll definitely prefer Dickhead Dan versus Dickhead Okada. I'm already laughing at the thought of it because it'd be fucking funny. And if you want to chuck in ridiculous feel, you can do that too. I mean, it will just get outrageously fucking <laughs> brilliantly ridiculous, this little feud. I, you know what I think it is? When I think of where Punk's character is right now and Okada's character um, versus Danielson and Okada's character, like the Danielson character, especially as a heel, as a full blore heel, feels so much more serious like it, yeah. it would be more dangerous like punk versus okada yeah that's a dream match but you know the creative is going to be it's cm punk versus kazuchika okada whereas right. danielson on the mic right now would go out there and just <laughs> tear okada apart he would he would absolutely tear him a new one dude but that's the only thing i'm worried about too if they're going to have promos the japanese because okada he acts like he can't speak English for shit. I know he understands a lot more than he let, lets out, right? Yeah. That's a fact just from personal experience, yeah. right? It's like, I know what you're doing. You know what I mean? But 
I just hope it comes off like okay. Maybe we, maybe this is the time where we will see Okada speak a bit of English. You know what I mean? Like properly. I'm not even sure I need him to though. I mean, no, like, not for fans like us, but for the. I, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Base. Like when I look back at NXT and like the way Io Shirai has been presented, right? Like right, she's right. not cutting promos in English. She just like they do her vignette true, or like true. even like that interview I sent you with Okada recently, right, where, right, where right. you know it was it was just captioned in English. Right. But I feel like even in the japanese like with the tone and with body language okada can really get his point across oh no definitely you know and and so i would primarily do like just pre-taped video packages of him talking about danielson and the other thing is too is just the level of work right like punk is not on the same level in ring that danielson is he never has never has been right and Danielson could be, I'm the best in the world. I Absolutely. am the best professional wrestler in the world. And I have been hearing for years about Kazuchika Okada and how he's the best in the world. And that's <laughs> why I'm here. Like, right. I think it just feels bigger. It does. Definitely does. And him saying he's going to kick Okada's head off. I'd love to see fucking that. head in. You bet. Right. Absolutely. I'd love to see that, man. And I'd love to see that match in general. That's a dream match. Absolutely. Where's the, the feel, Akata? It'd be more shenanigans a little bit, I feel. Yeah, it, it, it feels more novelty. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll see, it, though. We'll see what happens. Have the stakes. Especially if you would have Danielson beat Paige tonight. If like if Danielson becomes AEW World Heavyweight Champion, while Okada is IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, That'd you know, huge. that... That could be like a real battle of the belts kind of situation. Oh, that'd be huge. And if they want to play smart, I'll I'll go with Okada winning the AEW World Heavyweight Championship just just for like an invasion angle where the yeah. AEW guys now have a reason to go over to New Japan and get that belt back for AEW. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. a story. That's 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 that writes itself, man. And and of course, if you're gonna do that, there's only one guy that can go over to Japan and defeat Kazuchika Okada to bring back the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, and that's obviously Kenny Omega. Oh, that'd be brilliant! Tell me that wouldn't make so much sense. And that's yeah. your blow off between the two of them, never yep. to wrestle each other ever again. That's it. It's yep. done. That's so romantically written, right there, dude. That's perfect. Absolutely, bro. Hopefully they they think like that. You know what I'm saying? Because it really does write itself. A couple other talents that are going back and forth on Twitter. Not quite the level of CM Punk and Kazuchika Okada, but boy, is it just as much fun for me. Maki Ito. (laughs) Maki Ito. And I know she is an acquired taste, and I certainly have acquired that taste. I love me some Maki Ito. I just think she is freaking hilarious. (laughs) Jimmy, do you like Maki Ito or do you hate Maki Ito? I don't hate her as much as others do, bro. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people who just (laughs) hate that chick. A lot of people absolutely hate her. I don't even get it, man. Like, she's funny to me. So Tokyo Joshi, which is where Maki Ito works, um, recently won the International Princess Championship. (laughs) And during the media scrum, she made the comment, with this belt, Ito will definitely go to AEW and fight Thunder Rosa again. And Ito will definitely win. There are many more attractive people in the world. And Ito (laughs) wants to beat them all one by one (laughs) with this belt. 
To which Thunder Rosa replied, I was actually thinking the opposite. For the record, I beat you for that championship before, and I will again. Number two, Maki Ito, you must be out of your freaking mind if you think you can defeat me. Bitch, it's open season. Ass whippings are given for free at ABW. Get in line. Um, yes, please give me thunder rosa versus maki ito i know that that there are going to be people that are gonna hate it there are gonna people that are gonna bitch and moan and complain (laughs) and then they are gonna watch it and they are going to be thoroughly entertained because that's what both of these ladies do i jimmy i'm absolutely here i'm almost as excited for this as i am (laughs) danielson versus okada i can see i can i can see that and yeah, man, you know what? For whatever reason, it excites me too because these two women both made me want to see it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Just by that little thing right there on Twitter, on social media, using social media the way it should be used. And right there, they've sold me, man. So I'm looking forward to this match. But who do you put over in this type of match? I mean, do you put Rosa over or Maki Ito? Um, well, if the Tokyo Joshi Pro uh title is on the line then i think you have to put maki ito over because i don't think thunder rose is going to japan anytime soon uh she's too big of a part of the aew roster at this point um so i think you have to put ito over but it has to come via some kind of shenanigans like there's no (laughs) way maki ito is going to out wrestle thunder rosa like there's no way that possibly happens no Um, chance you know now but when you got stuff like, you know, Mercedes Martinez now kind of involved with Thunder Rosa, which is another program I just cannot wait for. I think that'll be absolutely fantastic. Uh, but Jimmy, as I look up and down that women's roster, they've got like half a dozen different stories going inside of that AEW women's roster right now. Like people want to rip on that AEW women's division. AEW is doing more with their women's division than WWE is doing between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT all at the same time. Like, there's like a half a dozen different creative programs inside of that women's division. It's just the talent isn't on that same level. But you keep bringing in women like Mercedes Martinez. And I know people don't like Maki Ito, but (laughs) all Maki Ito does is make a whole lot of money everywhere she goes you just you got to tell the story with her you can't just have her show up doing the maki ito shtick <laughs> with no kind of context which is what they did last time she was over here like you gotta um, t- you gotta actually tell people why she's so fucking weird right 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 and people were like chipping out by her when she first had her running AEW. people were like who the fuck is this crazy bitch you know what i mean but yeah you're right man and and AEW right now, their women's division, I don't know if it's thanks to Kenny. I mean, I'm assuming it's Kenny, right? I assume. Well, man, he's starting to really make this female division, I mean, possibly the best in professional wrestling, man. I mean, he, they're really starting At to least sign. it's of, in the conversation, and two years ago, it wasn't. It wasn't. And if they get Tony Storm, she's arguably a top five female professional wrestler right now, right? Would you say? I mean, dude, it's... She changes the whole division altogether. I don't know, man. I am so like partisan at this point. And I cannot wait for Wrestle Kingdom night two to see this stardom match. Because oh, I, I am so high on stardom. 
And like, I, I really hope these girls go out there tonight and just absolutely freaking kill it. Cause I still think stardom was the promotion of the year in 2020. I think it was the promotion of the year in 2021. They just, they need star power to get some eyes on it. And, and even if that star power is a Tony storm returning or a be a Priestley returning, uh, oh, Kyrie Sane coming back, Kyrie Hojo, uh, EO Shirai's contract runs out and she returns to stardom. Like they, they need star power, but their talent, when I, you, you asked me about like, you know, the top five women's wrestlers in the world right now. Um, I mean, I'm looking at Utami, Siri, Julia, Tam Nakano, Mayui Watani, you like, and it's all stardom, but I really feel that way. Like they are just so freaking good right now that even, you know, Britt Baker doesn't even, she might have <laughs> my top 10. Shit. Well, that says something, man. I mean, I was seeing Michael Davis's um, top 10 women's wrestlers. And I mean, I was pretty not surprised by his lineup, but there are a lot of females that people wouldn't know that are out there, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Hashtag Team Tam, Tam <laughs> all day, all day, twice on Sunday. <laughs> well, man, you know what? F- women's wrestling right now, I think, is on a bit of a renaissance. It really outside, is outside of WWE and AEW because there's a lot of good female talent coming up right now, man. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Uh, let, let's wrap things up this week. Let's talk some Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Jimmy, what did you make of this morning's show? Uh, I, I watched the show live. Did you get a chance to watch the show live? Yeah, I did. And um, it was okay, man. One thing I was disappointed with, wasn't Kevin Kelly supposed to be in Japan? I know. that, And it wouldn't bother me so much, but there was some real inconsistencies in oh. the audio with Charlton yeah. and Kevin Kelly. And Oof. Kevin Kelly felt like he was on like a five-second delay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that, that really What's sort of got me man? out of that. Yeah. I mean, it was it was cool, man. I was disappointed with Naito and his team. You know, losing Gabonablis, losing. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I, mean, the, I I enjoyed the Rumble, right? Like, who who had Sema on their freaking bingo card for 2022, being in the KOPW division in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Uh, <laughs> Not I, me. I hope Minoru Suzuki wins this damn thing. And maybe we can do something different with the KOPW and the King can actually be the King for 2022. Um, So I, I I like all of that. Uh, The chase Owens and Yano thing, just whatever. Uh, Yo versus show. I thought was very, very good. I was very happy to see yo get the win, but I didn't need the goddamn house of torture bullshit. (laughs) In the first match on this show, it's just it brought the whole match down. Like, I'm happy Yo won it, Yo needed to win if they were going to keep him relevant. But man, I I didn't need that. shit. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, bro. I mean, and that sums up New Japan in many ways in 2021, too, man. You know what I mean? Just some decision making I just will never understand with, with Gato this or last year, should I say. Now moving on to 2022. I, I, I did not need the preview matches with Kenta El Fantasmo and Ishimori defeating Tanahashi and the Mega Coaches. I did not need the United Empire defeating Los Ingobernobles de Japón. Bushi taking the pin. Who would have guessed, right? Inside of that match. Who would have thought 
that with the great Ocon, Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay, Sonata, Tetsuya Naito, and Bushi, that Bushi would be the guy to eat the... Who would have thought? And, who would have thought? <laughs> and then, then Jimmy T, Katsutori ah, Shibata, right. defeats Ren Narita. And I can't do it. I can't do it. I thought... They they had advertised this as catch wrestling rules. This was going to be UWF rules. And then they announced Narita. And I'm like, okay, I see what's going on. These two guys have been working on a match and they want to present it. And it's going to be a very, very different style. It's all, it's going to be like actual wrestling. And Narita kind of looks like Shibata. Like maybe he's returning from excursion. He's going to kind of keep that LA dojo thing going and that style inside. And every once in a while, we will get a catch wrestling match with Shibata. And then Shibata, I really wondered, Kevin Kelly made the comment. Chris Charlton made the comment. How much of this was Katsutori Shibata going into business for himself? And if that was the case, then Chairman Sukabayashi needs to put the fucking kibosh on this shit right fucking now. Because as soon as they started throwing kicks, as soon as they started throwing punches, I was done. I listened to it, but I did not watch the match. I could not watch the match. I, I cannot watch Shibata like that. I just cannot. Yeah, it was pretty shocking, bro. I mean, didn't I say this? I told you they'll find a way to actually do a normal fucking, you know, a match that wasn't, you know, advertised. I mean, Shibata can't wrestle that way, man. He just can't, dude. And for whatever reason, I've said this before, I guess, you know, Japanese wrestlers don't give a shit, man. They're they're happy to die in that squared circle, bro. I know, it's fucked up. Well, and that's the thing. I I feel like we have to protect Shibata from himself. That's really what it comes down to. Right. It's true, man. Just, but I don't like uh, it. You know, you know what I want, Jimmy T? I want Suzuki that? to win the KOPW. And then I want Suzuki and Shibata to do a catch wrestling match that's what i that's what i want kopw to become is that kind of professional wrestling like a uwf style presentation and let guys like suzuki and shibata represent that kind of division because i i don't want to lose suzuki but you can't keep putting suzuki into these like these brawls with these young guys and and expect it's me to done. buy it right but i can't right. buy his technique is so much better that he can out wrestle you inside of this division i agree with you 100 man and it makes better use of him right now you know what i'm saying yeah but i just hope suzuki is is smart enough to know to keep it that way if that happens right because imagine a crazy fucking suzuki and shibata dude right god <laughs> God damn it. No strikes. <laughs> no strikes. So and if that was not approved, if that if that was Shibata going into business for himself, he's done. Like cut him off. Fucking well, what would the commentator say? Cut his ass off. Right. It can't be a storyline, surely. No, because what would be the thinking in that? Like 
they, they, they grant you permission to go out and have this special match. You, you go out, you have it with Zach, and, and you prove to the office that you prove to Shuga Bayashi, yes, I will do this. I will stay inside of these confines that you have laid out for me. And then you go out there and go into business for yourself with your, your pupil. Like, Narita be done, too. Both of them. Shit. Done. That's, that's bad. Right. Damn. Look at what they did to Takamichi Noku. Right. And and we know first, why. First, cheating on his wife. Yeah. Not even anything that had anything to do with anything inside of the company. If right. Shibata and Narita went out there and went into business for themselves, they're, they're done. done. Cut them off. They're done. Shit. Surely we'll hear more about this, right? Meltzer right. would know something. I, w- I would hope so. I hope so. Right. Well, you know, we've got to stay tuned, I guess, and see where this goes. Evil defeats Ishii for the never open weight championship. More house of torture, bullshit shenanigans. And I, I just, I, I, I don't like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> uh, the, the chaos team uh, of, of Yoshi Bon Jovi and Roman Reigns. I mean, Hiroki Goto <laughs> defeat the dangerous techers. And this was an ass whipping. Like it wasn't even close. I didn't understand that booking at all. I mean, just it, it was domination from Goto and Yoshi Bon Jovi. They didn't even look tired by the end of the match, bro. Oh, crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't understand that. El Desperado defeats Hiromu to retain <sighs> the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And I kind of saw this one coming. Um, I, I saw this one coming when they changed the titles on the, the tag match because there was no way they were going to do three title changes in a row. And I didn't think Shingo was going to retain. So I, I kind of saw that one coming, but I was still surprised. Yeah. Hopefully this means something great with your And just quietly, what was with his, his entrance gear, man? He looked like, he looked like an octopus coming out. Well, he's Hiromu. I mean, <laughs> it looked funny. Like that's but, literally, that's all you got to say. It's Hiromu. <laughs> you know, like he's a trooper, man. But yeah, I was shocked, dude. I know what you're saying, though, too, Jago. I get it. But does that does this mean where do we go now? Like, that's what I want to know with Hiromu. Where where do we go? Well, I mean, Hiromu is currently locked into a feud with uh, Mr. Belto. Right. Uh, but the, 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 the belt is mad at Hiromu because <laughs> every time Hiromu wins the belt, he gets hurt and he has to give him up. And uh, so, so Beltson does not want to go back to Hiromu. Like that is literally the story they are telling. Um, I, I know, funny. Like a, a member of Lij feuding with a belt that never <laughs> happens. <laughs> never. But <laughs> excuse me. I guess my question is: Did this match elevate Despy? I actually don't think it did. You don't think so? Nah. There's something flat about this match, dude. I, I think it's just that we've seen it so many times Maybe. recently and like the best of super juniors match from two best of super juniors ago. I, I called the best match that I've seen in a decade. And that includes Okada versus Omega. Um, and, and then the best of super juniors draw that they had this year was really good. We'd saw another title match in between there. Um, so I, I feel like we've just seen it too many times in in short succession and they've told so much story between these two guys. And this one was just about the belt. It wasn't the, the personal animosity. Like at this point, it almost feels like dragon Lee and Hiromu 
where they're frenemies and they enjoy wrestling each other and proving which one is the better one of the two. This one just didn't have the pizzazz. No, it didn't have the pizzazz at all, man. And it's a shame. It was still a decent match. Don't get me wrong. But it just didn't have the pizzazz. And I guess looking forward to the abrupt. Like the finish, yeah. they, like, and it shouldn't. I mean, he hit him with like three pinche locos. Like, who? <laughs> if, if Hiromu would have kicked out, I would have been upset after the third one, where it's just like, okay, he's got to be dead. But I was expecting Hiromu to kick out. I know, right? I mean, yeah, it was. It was weird. Like I said, it was just a weird match, but it was still good. It was still good. I get why Desperado won, but I just hope now with Hiromu, he's definitely not hurt, right? I, I don't believe so. But you never know because of the storyline. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I mean, what what if we get like a broken Hiromu? <laughs> I mean, not that Hiromu's ever all together, but now, like, because this is the second time he has failed to get belts on back. It's true. He's a bit of a choker, bro. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> like, Hiromu, he, he, he can win best of super juniors. Like, no problem. You know, he can go out and he can work his way up to that match but he can't seem to win it. Well, maybe does it lead to Naito? Hopefully. I don't know. I, Where he blames Naito for like losing. Maybe it's time for him. He wants to leave. The thing, that, get better than the thing that really stood out to me was it was so short. It was like, you know, 17, 18 minutes. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, dude. That is uh, weird. Well, I, I, I think what it was and logically, Okada and Shingo went like 38 minutes, right? So so you don't want back-to-back, you know, matches that are going to be that way, but... Now you'll guess everyone out. Like right. That. But <clears throat> it still felt very abrupt. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, I can't put my finger on it. But it definitely felt abrupt, like 100%. But it, it's, it was a strange match. Put it this way, I... I didn't enjoy it like I should have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I expected more. I expected yeah, definitely. more. Kind of like the match between uh, Hiromu and Kushida from like, I, God, that had to be four or five years ago now at this point where Hiromu right. basically just squashed Kushida, <laughs> like jumped on him literally as Kushida was walking <laughs> to the ring and then beat him in like five minutes. And everybody was like, oh shit. Didn't oh, see that God. coming. You know? <laughs> Weird. Yeah, that was weird. That was like Tourette's weird. That was, just, <laughs> but it was fantastic. It was great. Right. The story they told. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody saw it coming. Okada absolutely. defeats Shingo Takagi to become your new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and seemingly retires the V4 properly the way that it should have been retired the, the first time. We we get the interaction with Dickhead Osprey <laughs> in. So everybody has forgotten about Shingo Takagi already. Like I, I Okada put Shingo over in his post-match promo and thanked him for the great match. I thought I added it about four and a half stars. Thought it was really, really good. Um, Jimmy, what did you make of Okada versus Shingo? This is what part three. I believe it is part three. I'll definitely give it a four star match. It was the match of the night by far for me. And yeah, I mean, but the only thing is, it was dead obvious that Okada was going to win. We were saying this from like two months ago. Right. That Okada was going to win. Once he won the G1, it felt like the conclusion. I just don't like how the version four is retired now, dude. Yeah. And 
I'm I'm interested to see where that story goes. I, I, I just, am interested. That they know that belt is the best version. I oh, mean, yeah. come on, come yeah. on. And this new thing, I hate it, dude. I can't stand it. Like it, maybe that's what it is, man. Like, go back to the version four, guys. Come on, yeah, please, please, please. I <laughs> uh, thought the match was really, really good. Love no, the got this post match. Uh, Goodbye, fake champion. See you tomorrow. <laughs> that was, I I popped so freaking hard. And then Osprey, you called me a fake champion. Oh, he was pissed. It's great. Well, well, tonight's match is going to be a absolute doozy. That's for sure, man. And but who do you go? Like, where do you go? It seems there seems to be a lot more debate about this than I thought there would be. Like, you there go Okada. You go with Okada. Like, so? I feel like everybody's trying to talk themselves into Osprey beating Okada. No, no, you're right. It's Okada, dude. Like, like I, I think people no, want right. to doubt it, and oh boy, it could really go either way. And I'm trying, like, make the case for Osprey, and it's like, did Osprey no. sit down with the governor of Tokyo the other day to discuss, <laughs> like, you know, the, the the opening of Tokyo and returning to live events and all? Like, no, Okada did. Did did Osprey, you know? carry the olympic torch and and be the rock <laughs> for the company like no no that was okada too uh is osprey making you know a new mainstream movie that they're expecting to make a whole bunch of money oh no no that's okada too like i i, I just the stars are aligned for the rainmaker at this point and you also missed did did osprey have his wedding on national television no okada did yeah right like <laughs> i'm just saying that's the truth we're trying to talk ourselves into reasons like, well, you know, inside of the storyline or the right, narrative, right, you right. know, like you go, well, uh, yeah, it would be great with Osprey. No, bro. It's a like, false hope, right? You're, you're, you're trying to talk yourself into Osprey retaining this title. Like you no, sold me, dude. Okada. You sold me. It was like, I snapped out of it, bro. It was like, you know what? Nah, fuck. You're right, dude. It's, yeah, a, it's Okada. It's Okada. Yeah. 100%, man. <laughs> You, you, think, you think they're going to have Will Ospreay as the face of New Japan <laughs> Pro Wrestling as we enter into our 50th anniversary Hell with no. you know, Antonio Inoki doing <laughs> the video open and talking about how he's going to be at the anniversary show? And no, no. they're going no. with Okada. They're, of course, <laughs> they're going with Okada. I know I'd be pissed if I was Ospreay in a, in a, in a weird way, but, uh, Look, man, see, this the, the Shingo Okada match is already an afterthought, dude. Have yeah. you noticed that? It's already an afterthought. Everyone's moved over to Osprey and uh, Okada, which I think has much more on the line, in my opinion, than the Shingo Okada match did. Shingo's time was all right, but it's, it's Okada's time now, man, like you said. There are a lot of comparisons to be drawn between – Shingo Takagi as IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and Hangman Adam Page as AEW World Absolutely. Heavyweight Absolutely. There's a lot of comparisons to be drawn there. AEW can get out of it tonight. Like I Shingo was great. I, I think Shingo was the best professional wrestler in 2021. I think he had the b biggest quantity of quality matches over the course of the year, but there's just there's something missing. Yeah, There's true. something missing, and yeah. Hangman's the same way. Like he, he he can go out and have barn burners left and right <laughs> yeah. while he's the champion, but there there's something missing. 
There's some missing, and we'll sing it from the start of Shingo's run, just like Hangman's. And, uh, yeah, and I feel bad for Shingo. With Shingo's case, I feel like the machine didn't get all the way behind him, if that makes any sense. But what more could they have done? I mean... I mean, they, they pushed Shingo pretty freaking hard, man. No, they did, but, like, having more out there, like, representing the commercials, and, like, instead of having Tanahashi all the time or... Yeah. Or Carter, they weren't really doing that enough. You know what I mean? Like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but it doesn't, it, that doesn't fit the Shingo. I know, but still. Like, it's just, that's you know not Shingo, you know? You're right. It's not Shingo because he's a lot more, you know, to himself, more shy, if anything. But he's more tranquilo. <sighs> he is. He's, he's chilled, bro. He's very chilled. Yeah. Absolutely. It's true. So that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for listening and or watching. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Then visit us over at at Mark Media, at markmedia.com. All kinds of great pro wrestling shows over there, as well as some other stuff that we got going on, like Jeff Lippman with the Garden of Doom. You can keep up with me across all social media platforms, at NotJargo, at The Blowoff, and of course, blowoffpod.com. Jimmy T, the man from the PWC, the GAG, the COVID kid. What all you got going on this week, my friend? Well, we just finished doing a day one review with myself and Kevin Panetta. Sexy time, Kevin Panetta. Sexy time with Kevin Panetta. He gave his first dollar of 2022. So you have to tune in right there, which you can find also over here at atmarkmedia.com. And if you want to follow me, please follow me at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network. That's about it, Jago. Fantastic. We will talk to you. Let's see. When will we talk to you? Because, oh, that's right. That I, We will talk to you on Sunday this week. And su- it will be on Sunday because Battle of the Belts is going down on Saturday night. So yes. we, will, we will hold off. We will talk Battle of the Belts. So we will be back Sunday morning, roughly 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will talk to you then. Hit us up at atmarkmedia.com until... And for now, we're off like a prom dress. See ya! Peace.